The following podcast is sponsored by you. If you'd like to donate to help us continue providing the best VCU men's basketball podcast out there, please use the link in the show notes for this episode. Proceeds from your donations will be used to pay for hosting fees, which are the most expensive ongoing part of providing this show. Thank you in advance, and go Rams! Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. In this special off-season edition, host George Templeton reviews what's been happening since the last time the Rams hit the court. And now, here's George. All right, welcome to Rams Rewind. We are back continuing our newcomer series with this episode about Sean Barristow. But before we get to that, if you like what you hear and you want to help us out, this season as you did so very much for us last year and helped us out so much and donated a lot and we really appreciate it. There is a link in the description to the PayPal on Podbean and your other podcast platforms. If you want to show us a little dinero, we very much appreciate it. And yes, we are going to the other side of the world for this particular episode of Rare's Rewind because we're going to talk about Sean Barristow. And with us is the former head coach of basketball at Churchy High School in Brisbane, Australia. Yes, you heard me right. Brisbane, Austra- Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Excuse me. And he is now the director of basketball for their entire basketball program, spanning, spanning many teams over many different youth levels, boys and girls. He is Aaron Harding, and he's joining us today to talk about Sean Barristow. Coach Harding, thank you for joining us. Welcome to Rams Rewind. Uh, good, good to meet you, George. Um, I will do one little correction there. As much as Sean would have loved us to have girls, we're a boys-only school, so oh, there we go. We'll I get apologize. started. But I don't want to be that good. It's great to be on. Oh, it's great to have you. And we're going to get to all the facets of Sean Barristow's game in a minute, but we, I have to start with this because this was the thing that caught most VCU fans and my fan group and another fan group's eye is that Sean Barristow can get up there and dunk. And he can dunk with some some pizzazz and some flash. And I'm already envisioning final for a weekend. There's a college basketball slam dunk contest, and I'm already having visions of Sean Barstow in black and gold participating in this contest. Um, and as that, it seems like that's always been something he's done. Has he always been somebody that that's, that can be that can do that, can dunk the basketball, and and have a little pizzazz to him like that? Look, a, a, a lot longer than a lot longer than most. I think um, in his journey here at uh, at Churchy, he was lucky enough to witness some of our uh, our lunchtime uh, games that we hold between staff and students. And a young man by the name of Will McDowell White, we had a dunk contest in the front of probably 800 people here in our gym. And um, so when he was a young student, I think he would have been in in year eight at the time. Got to watch Will. Uh, jumping over people and getting lobs from his dad out of the crowd and things like that. So I think there's been a bit of inspiration. But yeah, probably since about year 10, uh, Sean was destroying our rims, um, just like a lot of our boys do every lunchtime here at Churchy. So. And what's interesting to me, one of the many interesting things about young Mr. Barristow is, again, somebody coming from the other side of the world to play college basketball here. It's a brave, bold thing to do. I, I thought it was interesting that he had a brother that went before him. Did that make it 
so much easier for him that his brother had done it and had been as successful as he's been. I think uh, it, it has, definitely. But um, not only one brother, but he's had two brothers and a sister, including his sister who went to Utah State. Um, oh, wow. Obviously on full scholarship. So four, four from the family. Um, obviously the Besto family, a really big family, have been a huge part of, of churchy basketball. Cameron, his older brother, who I'm thinking you're referring to. Um, yes. Cameron went to New Mexico, went on to play for the Bulls, came back pro here in Australia as well after his time in Chicago. And and Jared Besto, his brother, who graduated in 2010 here from the school, he um, he's now with the Jack Jumpers in the Tasmania Jack Jumpers in the NBL. Um, reasonably new franchise where we've got another old boy Clint Steindl down there as well who went to St Mary's and went in that uh, Elite 8 run with them back when they had Delhi and, and those guys so yes. yeah, look to be honest it has helped but he's had definitely had a lot of um, yeah a lot of people go we've had we've had 34 boys over the time I've been here since 2007 go on full or part scholarships to the states and it's amazing That that is amazing and and one of the things I'm, I'm so I'm looking through YouTube videos and highlights of him, and I, there's one of him when he was playing for Churchy, and then I compared that to the one that that somebody posted for his transfer portal video. And the amazing thing for me is you see the same things: the the excellent ability to spot up and shoot the basketball, the ability to to run the floor, score in transition, that that ability to drive and not only drive and kick but drive and shoot the little runner, the slashing. Yep. So he had he comes to you, and how quickly did he show those talents? And just how 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 outstanding was he as a player when you got him, and and you saw him you know age and get older and get stronger yeah. and those kinds of things. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. So that that journey for Sean, especially here at Churchy, was. Um, the way that he ended up here, obviously, his brother Cameron, we mentioned earlier, graduated in 2008. We won, we won the competition that year, and Cameron went on to the IAS and New Mexico and all those things. But Sean came in in, in 2012 as a U7 boy. He'll be the first to tell you that um, our our head of co-curricular here, Trent Goodrick, who was the director of basketball, um, silly enough, I let him marry my sister. So we've got a lot of. Um, <laughs> To put time and energy into the program, but Sean in 2012 had uh, Mr. Goodrick or Trent uh, as his uh, PC teacher. So he was the one that had to get him out of the car on the first day because this was obviously a new environment. So, and it didn't take long for him to warm up, make his new mates, and and basketball-wise was was never going to be an issue. The, uh, Sean could really play. Obviously, he matured a lot, like a lot of the bestos. He was a he was a late maturer. Um, he was he grew. He was always going to be really big, but um, yeah, look, he was he was always a hell of a player. Their age group teams had some really amazing players all the way through um, that played uh, for me, and then on for CJ Bruton, who was our head coach at the time. So, so whilst he was always a good player, I think the environment here um, really lifted his game in terms of standards and expectations when it came to the classroom that uh, and everything to do with obviously what it takes to be a pro as well. So. So I think it goes hand in hand with the efforts of his mum. He's uh, he's been involved with a real like a, some amazing coaches over the time, both here at Churchy Queensland programs and also uh, right up into the NBL one before he left to go to college and and yeah, some really good mentors that he met both here and and abroad. So yeah, no, he was he was pretty he was pretty awesome. You talked about the great basketball family he's come from and the legacy they've had. 
was there any kind of pressure to live up to that, to say, well, you know, you've had, you've had brothers play here and play well and go on and be excellent. Was there any kind of pressure on him for that? Or did he just, or he, was he just determined, I'm going to make my own mark and I'm going to show everybody that I'm my own, that I'm great player on my own. It's got nothing to do with the family I come from or anything like that. Yep. True. A uh, bit of column A, a bit of column B really. So obviously, um, you know, with, with uh, having three uh, family members and also other family members being involved in basketball at a, at a really high level. Yes. Both parents were coaches. Um, Penny in particular took uh, the lion's share of time with Sean on the floor in terms of individuals and everything else, Penny, his mum, uh, And, yeah, look, I don't think he necessarily felt that pressure. I think the family, I speak, uh, Cameron was in here. Cameron comes in and, and does workouts with players now. He's an agent uh, now. So, um, but yeah, look, he he did have a little bit of that. But I think at the end of the day, um, he was very determined to be very, very good. And from when he was a tiny baby back at the uh, association, I used to run out at Southwest and his mom and dad were instrumental there. Um, they all said he was going to be the one so i think we're all still waiting with bated breath to see if that season at vcu turns into a uh, potential nba draft prospect and and then um you know whatever that becomes um he's going to be a pro just about where one of one of the things that kind of blows me away about him too is that you know at that size to have all those skills and to be so multifaceted in his offensive game you really can't pin him down can you you can't say, well, I gotta, if I take this away, he's going to struggle. Or if I take this away, because he can do so many different things. You know, in, in the context of this offense that's going to be new for us, you know, he seems to be a, a weapon that Ryan Odom can deploy that could be a very big problem for opposition defenses. Yeah, look, I couldn't agree more. Um, so at the end of last year, we every two years we tour to the States. So obviously we got to see Sean play. Uh, in person after he'd been on those trips with us as a young one when he got to watch his brother play for the Bulls at Madison Square Garden and all those things that helped get him help get him that motivation to go you know what I can do this and um, you know look he's he's obviously got an innate ability to understand the game uh, his knowledge level and his understanding comes from his background in basketball but I spoke to him the other day on the phone after you connected, George, with me and um, just had a quick chat. And um, one of the things he did say about it was, obviously, he's an extension of coach on the floor with all of the all the guys. Um, so I think you're going to see someone who, you know, might, might double as, a, as an AC while he's up there run, pushing the ball down the floor and dunking over everyone and, and chase down blocks and all the things that he's, you know, got a lot of highlights for over the last few years. I'm going to say I'm glad you brought the chase down blocks up because I didn't expect to see that because I'm looking at his college stats and, oh, not a ton of steals a block. And I remember one video, and, yeah, he's coming from nowhere and throwing shots away and all this other stuff. So defensively, because, you know, it may, it may change now with our new coach, but under our previous several coaches, we were always one of the better defensive teams in the country. We really yep. – that was our bread and butter was stopping you and stifling, yep. uh, stifling the other team's offense – and going from there and creating, you know, offense off of that. What kind of a defensive player is Sean uh, at this point, or from what you've seen? Yeah, look, obviously, uh, Sean's Sean's length alone, his athleticism allow, and his knowledge of the game allow him to be an elite defender. Um, at, you know, at the same time, like like you'll notice, everyone in their journey is is continuing to develop, and I know that he, you know, for the goals he has for himself, that that'll be one of the things that 
that he'll want to show this year is just how good a defender he is. But, you know, on any given day, you can you can put him on the best player on the other team and that guy's going to have a headache. So I think getting back to, obviously, those those VCU teams that you mentioned and, you know, being being known for that defensive, you know, style and the pressure defense and all the things that come with that, uh, with the former coaches in your program, I think um, I know from talking to him the other day, he's super excited about, you know, showing his entire game and, and, and that side of the ball as well um i think you mentioned george about the the highlights from the past and the chase down block so i got one that comes to mind is one you might have seen where he had one here at churchy went into the crowd of about 200 of our boys on the baseline and came back and blocked the second one uh that might be the one you had a look at um sticks in my mind it's, it's on a lot of our videos that we put out there from time to time and um but mate look uh, you know, once again he's had a lot of uh, influence on boys uh, sorry, influence from boys in the past, but he's also influencing a lot of our boys. I mean, we've got boys, our, our team's tipping off this weekend in our season launch. Cameron, his brother, is going to be assistant coaching the team. And and um, Sean, if he was here, probably would have had a run around or at least, um, at least waved at everyone from the bench, depending on what the school was saying from VCU. But um, look, mate, he um, he's had a lot of influence on these boys too. We're trying to get them to play defense like Sean can now, as well as chase down blocks. Like I've, I've got a son here in year 11 who um, he's going to head to college somewhere eventually and um, really, you know, loves his basketball. But, you know, he, he had Cameron come and run it for his birthday party when he was tiny here at Churchy and stuff. So the connection with Sean and when he, whenever he comes back in the gym, has a big influence on on the boys, and and I know we'll be showing him a lot of footage of how well he does that for you guys this year. So, it's it's so fascinating. Australia has always said, I mean, you've talked about it. Thirty four boys from your school have gone over and played college basketball, but we've always had Australian talents coming here, going all the way back to Andrew Gaze. Well, I remember at Seton Hall. Yep. I remember the great Pirates teams. They and, were amazing. Final went to the final and lost in overtime you know, to Michigan. You know should have won. We're not going to talk about that because nothing. Few things riled me more than the end of that national title game. Sure, just funny you see that. to my left where I'm pointing, which you can't hear well, on the podcast. That is an Andrew yeah. Gaze signed ball. So there you go. There you go. I mean, I mean, it's like Australia has always been sending us talent, but do, you know, you have the NBL, and we're we're seeing American players come to the NBL and play to get ready for the NBA. So absolutely, it feels like there's there, there's going to be even more of a more of an exchange both ways between both countries in terms of talent. Are you seeing that? Is that something that, that you're excited about, that people that like basketball in, in Australia are excited about? Not only just the players that are going to the going to America, but some of the American players who've come over there and played and done well. Oh, absolutely. And I, some of my closest friends have been, um, you know, American-born players that have stayed here after the time and you know i think one of the things we have a really good job of doing is we have a you know a semi-pro league similar to the g league uh called nbl one it's probably you know it's very recognized in its own right for um high level american talent that makes it through to the nbl um you know but we've had we've had guys come back and forth over time from the nba to the nbl like you mentioned patty mills comes to mind when um obviously you had lockout year and he came back and played for the tigers and luckily enough last year when um our, the manager of um the australian team is a guy's a friend of mine named um, junior and he um we we locked down the gym for a day so patty could come get his workouts in and stuff like that so i think all those kind of things um 
yeah, I think one of the coolest things is watching all those guys succeed. The numbers, I think uh, OKC have now got four Aussies on their team all of a sudden after all the trades and everything else. Um, like I mentioned, when we go on tours, uh, the great part about that is our boys meeting those guys and, and seeing that they're, you know, that their idols are real and, and they're doing some really good things. So we're lucky enough to have those guys coming through our gym a lot, which helps. And then, um, you know, back over there, seeing the fruits of that with all those boys that have gone over, like you mentioned. So, yeah, the connection's huge. Let's round it off this way. We know what kind of a player we're getting. People are very excited. What kind of a person is Sean Barristow? What kind of a kid is he going to be in the locker room? Just just tell just tell our listeners you know what what we're what we're getting on what we're getting when he's not on the floor what kind of person we're getting at BCU absolutely um you're getting an absolutely diligent worker you got someone that is going to lead by by doing um he's also got a very very um he's got a great presence in terms of what he does with his voice but you know and you would have seen it last year at Utah State in um you know in sections about how he led that team and one of, one of the things that comes to mind that rounds off your question is last year when we watched Sean play, it was at the Chase Center. So they played USF at the Chase Center as part of a back-to-back set of games where um, uh, the girls finished and, and we, were, we were in the building to watch um, Sean play. And he came off the floor and our boys start chanting out to get him back on the court, right? So and then because of the crowd and everything else, and the first thing he does is look up and just go a little under his neck. No, 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 don't do that because that's the coach's call. So you're going to get a guy that will run through a brick wall for the coach, but also someone that's going to, and I know he's already doing this because he told me in the gym, you know, working out, getting some um, getting some shots up and, and, just, and just getting to know his teammates because he knows over time, especially through college, how important his influence will be. Uh, and I know what he wants to do is what you said, is he wants to be in the Final Four. He wants to go and... And win, and win you guys one, and and if not, you know, do things the right way and let the chips fall where they may. So you get it. You get, you're getting a special kid. Well, we're all excited as you know as this new VCU starts to come into focus for us, and Sean Barrister is going to be an integral part of that, and we're looking forward to it. Coach Harding, Aaron Harding, this has been fantastic. I want to thank you for taking the time out as you're getting ready to start your season. We're, we're months away from starting our season, but we're all excited for it. And Sean Barristow is one of the reasons why here at Rams Rewind, we believe in shameless self-promotion. So anything on social media, anything else you want to promote, let let us have it. We, we're so glad that you joined us today. Yeah, and vice versa, mate. We'll uh, we'll definitely exchange socials there, and um, and let's you know let's also um, you know make sure. And I'm sure Sean will do this, but you know we'll have plenty of boys heading off every year, so maybe we need to make sure they're in the middle of Virginia, mate, and uh, hanging out with you. So that sounds good. That that sounds good. I actually live in Florida, but I went to school at VCU, so that's that's Florida's a cool part of the world. We actually just had uh, Kevin Boyle from Montvert over running a clinic a few months ago for some some boys here at school and so nice. once again yeah we got we got people littered around the world and and we're just excited to for for the boys to see sean do his thing with you guys and uh represent the program the school so well so well we really appreciate it thank you so much Aaron, for coming on folks that's Rams rewind that's another part of this newcomer series we're gonna have more episodes coming as we get you through the summer and get you eventually to the new season starting in october thank you all for listening have a good night everybody to submit a question for george to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast 
please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.